had this really great night sitting out around a fire outside, having a few drinks. And Kate's just like, you know what, guys? Fuck it up doing a nudie run. And then <laughs> off she went, clothes off, stripped off. Woo-hoo! I've never felt so free. Yeah. And no. I was left to nudie run on my own. Actually, <laughs> Aiden, Aiden joined you. Your partner, Aiden, did join me. Kate, I'm coming. <laughs> Welcome to Talking in Common, a podcast of all things lifestyle, family, motherhood, relationships, kids, and culture. This is not a how-to, but an insight into the lives of ourselves and others and how we all manage to get by. So take a listen and let's find out what we all have in common. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking in Common. And we're back. No, I'm joking. I'm so not saying that. I was just having a laugh to Kate before we pressed record about how I start every episode with and we're back. Do you know what? It's great to be in the same room. It is so nice that we are finally allowed to record the podcast in the same room together. Mm. I can actually see you in the flesh. Mm. We totally battled through the... (laughs) technology hurdles last year, didn't we, in trying to get this podcast off the ground, but we got there. (laughs) Anyway, we're happy to be back and we really want to use today's episode to reflect back on our first season. We've both learned so much, haven't we? Oh, so much. Yeah. It's been amazing. We've cried, argued. Yeah. Had a few arguments. Surprisingly learned more about each other and also so much about, I guess, our amazing guests and friends who have joined us throughout the season. There's so many different views and approaches on life and motherhood between ourselves, our friends, our guests. But one thing we have discovered is that we all have so much common ground as parents, which Mm. is amazing as that's what we were both searching for when we began this Mm. project. Yeah, it's been amazing exploring that more because it was one really sort of profound thing that I have experienced through becoming a mother is that there is this common ground between parents and doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, who you are, where you come from, where you were born, what colour your skin is, like there's something really uniting about becoming a parent. So true. For parents that have older children, adult children or teenage children, they're probably thinking like, oh, how sweet, how endearing, (laughs) you know, these two young mums that are discovering all of this for the first time. And I get that, like you probably get over it at some point and yeah, you transition into this new life as a parent and that becomes your new life. But when you experience it early on and for the first time, it is just absolutely amazing. And it was always our intention to search for other like-minded people that have experienced similar things or completely different things and are willing to share and learn along with us. So, What did um, midwife Kath say on that episode, the wink? Between mothers, when you see another mum, when you're walking down the street with your kids or your baby in the pram and you kind of give each other that look. So true, right? Once you become a mum, it's so true. Yeah, you have this little bond with a stranger, which is really rare in this day and age. So, yeah, it's a beautiful theme. The mum club. Mum club. Go the mum club. Go mum club. So, we have honestly been so overwhelmed with the amount of support that we've had and that we've received. Like we're really blown away. It's been so beautiful. People have been so kind and we're so, so grateful for your support. And one thing that we do want to say is that we have loved people reaching out to us. We love connecting with you guys and we really want more of it. 
we've started an Instagram, we've started a Facebook page, we've also started a Facebook discussion group, which is like a private group which allows you to connect with each other and share some of your own stories and really sort of be free to say what you feel in a safe environment. So we really encourage you to get involved in all of those things. And also to subscribe on your podcasting apps and write reviews because that just allows us to continue doing this. It is lovely, you know, to get that feedback, good or bad, because Mm. not only does it allow us to keep doing this, but it will help us to keep doing this, you know, in a better way. You know, you'll give us ideas of topics you want us to explore Mm. or guests you might want us to have on. So, yeah, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely encouraging that because we love it. And, you know, this isn't just about Kate and I. This is about a community and a, and a comforting environment. So we want you guys to be a part of it just as much as we are. We honestly just want to be the facilitators. We really want this to be a very open and comforting community. So get on board with us people. And welcome. And thank you for coming along for the journey yeah. of our season one. Yeah, we've loved recording it. We've had the best time. And we are sitting here today recording a bit of a recap because like Kate said, we've we've learned a lot from our guests. We've learned more about each other and we just felt like there was a few more things that were worth talking about a little bit further and also just reflecting on the good times. So let's get into it. Let's just have a chat about what we've been up to lately. Fill everyone in on what we've done for our little summer getaways, the the festive season. So what have you been up to, Bev? Well, we had a lovely Chrissy. Yeah, yes. We were just in Melbourne for majority of the time. Mm -hmm. We did head down and have a couple of days with you and your fam. We did. We had a nice Couple Down of at days, the beach. little yeah, little summer getaway, didn't we? Oh, it was beautiful, and it was so nice just to have all of our kids together for a couple of days and have mm. some nice beach days. Also, mm. parent together, feeling a little bit hungover because I oh. certainly came back from this so-called relaxing trip with you, yeah. feeling much more tired <laughs> than when I arrived, <laughs> and definitely felt like a new detox was in order. But yeah. we had an absolute ball, and yeah. it was so nice to just kind of not worry about work or Mm. what anybody else was up to just kind of being in the moment with Mm. friends and family and enjoying Mm. enjoying the good times yeah checking out from reality for a little minute and like you said being in the moment it's so precious isn't it and seeing our girls together and how beautiful your girls are with honey you know they just love sort of fussing over her and showing her things and talking to her and it's just really really precious moments that you can't get back if you want to. So it's nice to see their little bond developing. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Our little girl gang. But I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this, but can we just talk about the highlight of our trip away? Oh. Our girls were so beautiful together. We <laughs> ate some beautiful food. We had. We some- did. But what about your fucking nudie oh, rod? Stop it. <laughs> this is not <laughs> podcast content. Okay. <laughs> I threw you in the deep there. This was so amazing though, guys. We had this really great night. We were sitting out around a fire outside, having a few drinks, having some really good conversations after the kids had gone to bed and I don't know, we are having a great old time. All sorts of wine and And then out of the blue. This is what I love about you two and about your personality. You're a little firecracker. And so there we were sitting around and Kate's just like, you know what, guys? Fuck it, I'm doing a nudie run. And then <laughs> off she went, clothes off, stripped off. Woo-hoo. I've never felt so free. Okay, I probably have, but like in a I've while, I just so felt free. so like, oh, free. I I was like, That's what you kept right, saying. Right, I'm really doing this now. And off my clothes went, I ran. There was a park just yeah. behind the property, behind where the we property were staying, and yeah. 
oh my god, I felt so invigorated. It oh, was amazing. So you said that for like twenty minutes afterwards. You're like, I feel amazing. <laughs> Thank you, though. You did not care to join me. I begged you. And then afterwards I said, go and do it. You'll feel invigorated. It's a new – well, it was nearly a new year. Yeah. But no, no, I was left to nudie run on my own. Actually, Aiden, Aiden joined you. your partner, Aiden, did join me. Kate, I'm coming, oh. which was great. So anyway, enough about my nudie so runs because – you know, oh my God. no one wants to picture me now I'm naked running. <laughs> <laughs> Too late for that. Too late. How was your break? Good. Yeah, yeah, we had a beautiful time. We, yeah, we spent a few days down the coast by the beach, which was really lovely and had Christmas with family. And then we went to my family holiday house in East Gippsland and had a really nice week there where we just fished and swam in the river and ate lots of beautiful food and really relaxed. It was um, interesting though because we slept in the same room with Honey, of course, and at home she sleeps in her own room. So we have her own little routine and we put her to bed and even if she does, does wake up during the night and, you know, do a few little cries or whatever, she has learned to settle herself back to sleep, which is amazing. Game so, changer, hey, when that happens. Yeah, game. Oh, total game changer. They self-settle. Yeah. Um, but I got in this sort of bad habit of just – feeding her back to sleep or comforting her back to sleep. So little darling got quite used to that comfort constantly and we had some horrendous sleepless nights where she just thought it was a party. She was like, Mum and Dad, what are you doing in the room with me? Woohoo! She was just all about it. So when we got home, we had to get back into a bit of a strict routine to get her back into her normal sort of sleeping routine. But I think that's just part of what it's like with babies and young toddlers and kids anyway. Absolutely. Like, well, I have to say that my newly turned five-year-old, I know, Nina such a Rose, milestone. She has started making the odd, well, when I say the odd, she's been making a lot of frequent visits into our room in the middle of the has night. She? Ah. Often she'll get up to go to the toilet, but she'll come in and, and tell me and then she'll, can I snuggle in your bed? And So cute. It is cute, but... Mm. Um, you know, you've got to set your boundaries because otherwise I get no sleep because mm. she, she's great. She just gets in and starts snoring but sprawls mm. out across the bed yeah. and then me and Mackie are left like <laughs> doing a shaking the bed. on the edge of the bed. But no, I do, do you know what? I do love the snuggles and I know it's not going to last forever so I do embrace yeah. it. But she walks in and sometimes doesn't say anything and I wake up and she is standing beside my bed and gives me <laughs> The biggest fright, like I, it freaks me out. Yeah, so, I bet. It's like yeah. one of those scary movies, like a ghost in the night, like mummy. At least when they're babies, or um, Lulu, my toddler who is two, they're kind of in their cot. Like, mm. and Lulu hasn't figured out to like climb out yet. Yeah, right. so they're in their cot, so they can't just wander around. But once they can wander around the house, oh my god. Yeah, freak right. out. Anyway, that's funny. So let's reflect. Yeah, let's talk let's about reflect. the season. Well, there's so much good stuff. I don't really know where to start, to be honest. But one thing that really resonated with me that I've been thinking about a lot lately is one of the things that Missy Higgins said in her episode, which I think she said something like, I care less about myself since having kids. And I just totally related to that. So do I. We've talked about it. I've talked about it to other girlfriends as well. I've talked about it to Aiden, my partner, how it's just this evolution of yourself as a person that 
the things that I used to care about myself before having a baby, I just don't give a fuck about anymore. They seem, some things just seem so insignificant, don't yeah. they? Things that you used to really get worked up about or really mm. worry about. I've always said since becoming a mum that you just become selfless. Yeah. I mean, you're sort of forced to in one way, but then you transform as well as a person. Like you just... You're reborn. But yeah, that just really resonated with me and I really agreed. And she also made a comment about how having babies and how having children is such an incredible experience and you fall so in love with them and you find this love that you've never experienced before because it's completely different to sort of falling in love with a partner. And I remember Missy sort of made this comment about like it's the most amazing thing but if something had would yeah. happen to them then that would be the most devastating thing in life. So it's kind of like this juxtaposed emotional oh. scale of like something so amazing but if anything ever happened it would ruin you. Yeah, it would completely ruin your life. Yeah. Even just on a smaller scale of things, which I think we've discussed before, and you're not quite at this stage yet, but you will be soon now with a newly crawling mm. bubby. Mm. Anytime either of my girls have had an accident or fall over or hurt yeah. themselves, like yesterday we were at the park and Lulu's just kind of trying to figure out how to ride her scooter and mm. We were sort of helping her and anyway, she tripped and fell forward and hit her chin and then there was mm, blood. Instantly, no. I actually felt like I was going to throw up, not because there was blood, because I thought she's hurt herself and I just yeah. felt this sick pain in my stomach. I knew yeah. she was completely fine. Like yeah. she didn't hurt herself badly, but, but it's just this like, it. and I just yeah. have to grab her and like hold and just, I, I just can't, I freak. Yeah. I really, I, I feel physically ill when yeah. anything even small happens to my girls. Yeah, I haven't experienced that yet. You're right. And it's I'm not looking forward to it. Another thing that she said is I find it very all-consuming with kids and don't want my creativity to take me away from the kids, mm. which I Interesting, I've, right? Yeah. And I, I completely relate to that, which mm. I'm sure you do as well. You know, often when we're with our kids and we're doing things, we're thinking about all these other things that we need to get done or things that we want to do. There's always a to-do list. Yeah. And then I find then when I'm not with them and I'm doing these things or I'm, uh, you know, whether it's recording the podcast or doing music things or just doing general things that need to get done, I miss them and then I feel guilty that I'm not with them. The mum guilt. Obviously, I love being with my kids and I mm. try and be in the moment as much as possible, mm. but it's can be really hard to be present and mm. not be distracted by all the outside noise and everything else that's going on. Mm. Yeah, we did talk to Missy a lot about creativity and obviously that, that's been a sort of common thread through our first season because you and I both having creative backgrounds and being creative people, it was something that we wanted to explore. And also I had the experience when I first had Honey that I felt like I had lost my creative side. I thought it was, had sort of disappeared and gone forever and I talked about that in, in our episode where you and I <laughs> share our thoughts about motherhood and creativity but it was interesting that Missy sort of said that she was talking about how fulfilling her creativity is and how her music is such a f fulfilling part of her life. But then she doesn't want that to take away from, you know, the times that she shares with her 
kids as well. It is a combination that's difficult to, to balance, synchronize, yeah, synchronize, yeah, because creativity kind of you really do have to nurture it because it doesn't always come when you go. I've got the time, yeah. so I'm going to sit down now and I'm going to whatever you might be creating, mm. whether it's you're writing a song, mm. you could be writing a book, you yep. could be designing, whatever it is, it doesn't just always just come. Often it comes at very random times. Mm. And yes, you said you want to nurture that creativity, but often if you're in the moment, you're doing things with your kids, you can't just disappear to do that. So. Mm. We will explore that more, I think. Mm, I think so too. And another thing while we're talking about Missy as well and her episode was how I loved how she shared her birthing story and I loved how she really opened up and like really shared some sort of personal insights about it. And 56 um, hours in labour, hey? Far out. She had a tough experience, didn't yeah. she? But I loved how, you know, we did that episode with Leah Patara, beautiful friend Leah, and she talked about, you know, orgasmic childbirth and, you know, how to experience that if that's the way you want to go down. And then uh, Missy's episode, she was sort of talking about like, <laughs> where are the where, orgasms? Yeah, or where is this euphoria? euphoria. Where, where, yeah. Like how the hell do I get my hands on an orgasmic childbirth experience? <laughs> So I think those comparisons were quite interesting um, and I think this sort of orgasmic childbirth conversation is quite an extreme kind of experience that it's it's not normal, let's say that, it's not normal. Like have you orgasmed while, while you've had childbirth? Well, you and I have discussed this um, before, not on the podcast, I don't think. We mm. haven't actually talked about our birthing experiences on the podcast no, yet. But true. with my second birth, I definitely experienced like that high or that euphoric moment mm. at the end but I, I definitely don't think of it as an <laughs> orgasmic, orgasmic childbirth and maybe if I think back and think more into it I might think about it differently but yeah to me that's quite a foreign thing mm. did you experience an orgasm while <laughs> giving didn't. birth I didn't know but I feel like you might next time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is for hoping god that would be good that would be a bonus I feel like you're it? all about it well it's not something that I am going to go out and search for in my experience with childbirth because I, I I had a really positive experience and now on reflection I loved it it was an amazing experience but if I'm truly honest with myself at the time it was really fucked up how yeah. hard it was. <laughs> it was so hard. like orgasms yeah. are pleasurable right yeah 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 and then sometimes when you think to combine those two it's like oh god well that does that sort of change your perception of what an orgasm from pleasure of having sex or whatever is going to be like like gosh if you combine those two intense experiences like the pain that you get from childbirth with the pleasure you get from an orgasm it's like do I want to combine those two things but I will say this I can relate to it and I can understand that if that's your intent and that's your focus in your childbirth and yeah I do believe that you can the sort right of latch space. yeah the yep. right headspace the right education at the right mind frame in the moment yep the intensity of the pain in the last few moments where you're Ooh. about to push the baby out I can see how you can kind of latch onto that high intense energy that is pain and sort of transform it into pleasure I can I can I can understand how you could do that I didn't do it that time but I wasn't educated I didn't even know it was possible that you could have an orgasmic experience I suppose that euphoric feeling I was talking about in some ways is also like that sense of 
relief. Like obviously yeah. it's all the endorphin hormones and everything running around yeah. your body and the endorphins, but just that feeling of, oh my God, like mm. I'm on the other side. Yes. My baby's safe. Yes. That is the biggest high of your life oh right there. Oh my God. And then, yes, that relieving feeling of when it comes out, not only the physical feeling, like I've. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I've it. said it so many times. Say it. But I love it. <laughs> Shut up. But I have this like really clear memory of like when Honey finally sort of slipped out at the end, it just was like the most amazing slippery <laughs> feeling. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> and I just was like, Oh my God, that felt so amazing. I'm so relieved. She felt like a baby seal. That's all that was in my mind. And then when I held her, her sort of like creamy, wrinkly skin, like just the touching best, my smell, body. The amazing smell yeah, of the baby. It's just, oh, well, wow. While we're talking about the baby's being born, because mm. we were going to discuss about, you know, a mother's intuition. Mm. When Lulu was born and I was talking about having that sense, that feeling of relief, and she actually came out purple mm. with the cord wrapped around her neck and Mackie was freaking out. He thought that we had a dead baby. Yeah. But God. I must have just known she was yeah. fine, apart from the fact that I was just out of I it. Just, because, I was completely yeah. out of it from just going through mm. labour. Mm. Um, but it did not once cross my mind and it was only a couple mm. of minutes. It was all very quickly. Mm. But to me, I just knew she knew. was completely yeah. fine, which is funny because I was very anxious throughout that pregnancy and that yeah. labour. But once she was out, I just, there was no doubt in my mind that she was fine. Yeah. God. But you're so right. The intuition, and it's another topic that we really want to explore in this next season, intuition in general and where a lot of our innate intuition has been lost, but also the role that it plays as a mother, because I believe that it is absolutely key to Couldn't agree more. not being a good mum, but feeling like you're making the right decisions. When in doubt, always trust your gut. Yeah. Because majority of the time you're going to be right, I mm. think anyway. Mm. One of our other guests or dear friend, Eliza, mm. she talked about that in our episode with her about yeah. how her art feel, felt more intuitive during her pregnancy. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Eliza's a textile designer and hand paints a lot of her designs as part of the initial process and she was sort of explaining that, yeah, when she put her paintbrush to paper one day when, I think, did she say that it was before she knew she was pregnant too? And she was sort of like, I started painting and it just felt different. And then she went and did a pregnancy test. Yeah. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah. What should, else did we Should we go back to on? Leah a little bit? Because oh, another yes. thing that obviously we did speak about a lot throughout this season was the transition of becoming a mother. Oh, yeah. So yep. we did speak a lot about that. Mm. And Leah speaks a lot about the rite of passage. So one door opens, the other closes behind you, mm. which makes a lot of sense. Mm. Like literally when I think about that, it's like, wow, you become a mum. All of a sudden you're in this completely different mm. zone, this mm. completely different world. And it's like anything that was before that is kind of not left in the past. That's no, not the right way to describe it. you can't go back it, to it. You can't go back to it. Yeah. Like it's never going to be the, the same. same. Obviously yep. things from the past are going to move forward with you, but it's never going to be the same again. Yep. You're now a mother. Yeah. You've now birthed a baby. Mm. You're in a whole different phase of mm. your life. And the – the rites of passage that she mentioned, I think she mentions that there's five rites of passage, one being born, one being your first period, your first bleed, three being childbirth, four being your menstruation stopping, yep. menopause, and then five being 
death. I think that's what the five rites of passage for a woman were. And, yeah, they are perfect examples of a phase in your life that you enter that you can't then go back to how it was before. And that transition that we've been exploring into becoming a mum, simply put, is basically that. You've entered a phase where your previous self is no longer the same. Like you can't, gonna you be can't the same go back ever again. You can't go back. Uh, we're over halfway through our rites of passage. Yeah, that's kind of scary, <laughs> that's isn't weird. it? Um, there was heaps of other things that I learned, like you know, from talking with Claire Bowditch. I loved hearing about her experiences and the way she has sort of conquered dealing with and harnessing anxiety as well. I suffer a lot from anxiety, and I actually really learnt some of her techniques from from listening to her audio book yeah. and then obviously from chatting to her as well. But, yeah, I still use some of her techniques. Faffle. The faffle, yeah. <laughs> so face the fearful thoughts and feelings, accept, don't, which is accept, don't yeah. fight against it, float. Yeah. Let time pass. Let time pass. Okay. So yeah, that's right. But she's an amazing woman, Claire, isn't she? She's amazing. She? I she's love such a warm. Yeah, she was such a warm person and I feel like I learned a lot from our chat with her and yeah her techniques the faffle and the other one that she labels her voice in her head frank yeah she says fuck off Frank. yeah she tells frank to fuck off and i have found myself using those (laughs) techniques a little bit which is great because um like you were just saying before you know the one thing that really stood out in her techniques is that her saying that you are in control of your own thoughts I also, you know, suffer from anxiety from time to time and I would have never thought about it like that. You're Mm. in control of your own thoughts because Mm. often when you are feeling really anxious or worked up about something, you don't really think logically. You're just so consumed by whatever the thought is or whatever Mm. you're worried or anxious about. So actually to stop and think, hang on a minute, Mm. I'm in control of my thoughts. Like not saying it always works, but her facile technique does work. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, Another thing that Claire Claire did say, which I just loved, was when you give birth, your baby comes out with a sack of love, <laughs> enough love to go around, and you also get this gift of burning courage. Mm. And she talks about how that you know that instinct to protect can be a real driver as a mm. mother, mm. which it's so true. You're just so protective of the surroundings, anyone that mm. comes near your baby, things that people say about your baby, like sometimes other people holding your new baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just want to hold your baby and and protect. Mm, Do anything you can to protect and nurture them. They do bring along this love and courage and energy with them because if you didn't have them to live for, then you would just not deal with the sleep deprivation and the, you know, the mix of hormones and emotions going on. And they definitely are the driver of getting you through, through those early through stages that yeah. o- and that overwhelming feeling of love mm. for this newborn baby. It's mm. crazy town, hey? Yeah. I also love chatting to Mahalia and hearing like what a different life it has been for her bringing up, I mean, her having an upbringing in music yeah, and then also bringing her children up in a world of touring and music making and all that sort of stuff as well and how she sort of like talked about how when she was growing up, that's all she knew. Yeah, she doesn't know any. Like, she doesn't she know any different. Everyone was her, a singer or songwriter or performer. Now her kids don't know any different. Yeah, it's cool. And they've got a beautiful family unit. Like if 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 anyone else um 
follows Jimmy or Jane Barnes on Instagram or Facebook, like you'll see they do all these beautiful family sing-alongs and um, they're just such an amazing creative musical family. I was And they're all about family too. Like they're so they're all really close. They just they spend a lot of time together. They are certainly yeah, tight-knit family. It's been so cool. So cool. So, mm. so cool. Let's talk about some of our episodes now. Yeah. Okay. So, what was your fave, do you reckon? I liked them all for different reasons. Mm. I'm not sure if I have a favourite because different topics and different discussions that came up, you know, unexpectedly or naturally is what I loved about about them. And also, like you said earlier, learning something about each other through yeah. these conversations and choosing these topics was super cool too. It's like, oh, really? I never knew that about you after almost 20 years. Okay. How did you feel sharing your experience of having coronavirus? Oh, yeah. That was embarrassing. A, well, it was our first episode and, and no, you shouldn't be embarrassed. <laughs> no. But in such an open forum, like have you had people reaching out or feedback or do you just feel that you feel more comfortable talking about mm. it now once you talked about it on the podcast? Mm. Was it therapeutic? Mm. Um, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. I thought that after we released that episode that people would have this response to me like, oh my God, I can't believe you had COVID. But no one really cared. It wasn't like this big deal that I had built up in my head. I mean, I shouldn't say no one cared, but no one judged and no one cared to the extent that I thought they would. Yeah. Like you thought people might be like, oh, you had COVID. Yes. No one was like that. No, no. I mean, definitely there were some people that were like surprised that they hadn't heard or that they didn't know. But yeah, it was sort of a relief. Because when we actually were going through the experience, I was quite private about it because I was, like I explained in the episode, like I was a bit ashamed. I was a bit uncomfortable because I didn't know if there was any long-term effects or what sort of ramifications were going to come of it. Like I just, it was just such an unknown that I just wanted to keep it a bit sort of close to close to our chests because fair enough I just didn't want people's judging prying eyes like I just was like let us just deal with this in our own little family and wait till we're on the other side of it before we sort of start telling everyone about it and then I kind of got to a point where I was like this sort of feels weird because we feel like we're hiding something away like we've done something wrong which was totally out of our control so yeah to talk about it on the pod was was quite therapeutic and now I feel much more comfortable with the whole thing because it is out in the world. Absolutely. Well, well done. I think, you know, it was so brave of you to share your experience considering you had been so private about it, mm. you know, leading into us recording the episode and actually since you'd had, you know, COVID, as you said, mm. you hadn't really told many people. So mm. I'm glad that we got to discuss it together on the podcast and that you do feel relieved and mm. like you've had a bit of therapy. Yeah. I mean, that was a bonus of it. Like, you know, the intention of really sharing it was to hopefully answer some questions for people, to make them feel better if they'd had it themselves as well, just to take away a little bit of the fear, the intense fear that was going on at the time. And like any topic that sometimes has a bit of shade over it, it's always good to bring it to the light and to talk about it. Much like your episode where you shared your miscarriage story. Mm. How do you feel about that now? You know, I think similar to you coming into recording the episode, I was quite hesitant about doing so because, Mm. you know, you're really, 
I guess you're putting yourself out there when mm. you discuss these personal sort of topics. And I think for me, I thought, oh, by me sharing my story, am I kind of going to bring anything to the table or am I going to give comfort to someone, which is ultimately what I wanted to do. Mm. And, you know, we have had some feedback that a lot of people did sort comfort yes. from it, which is Beautiful just amazing because that's what I wanted. I didn't want to do it for people to be like, oh, you the had a miscarriage. Thing. Like yeah. that was not it at all. It was just sharing yeah. my experience and hopefully also giving maybe people that haven't experienced that a little bit of knowledge about what can happen when exactly. you have a miscarriage. So I'm happy that I, I did share my story and mm. hopefully it continues to bring comfort to people. Yeah, most definitely. I remember you saying at the time, I don't know if it was just after we'd recorded it or just before we were about to release it, you sort of felt a little bit insecure about your story because maybe it's not as bad as someone else's. You yeah. know, you were like, it's my story, like people have suffered much worse things. So is it even worth sharing my story? And for myself, after doing a bit of research into miscarriage and looking into it, I thought how important it is for anyone and everyone if they're comfortable to to share their story just exactly how it is because it's relevant to you you know how that emotionally impacted you and to compare yourself to how bad someone else's situation is not healthy for the other person that situation was maybe worse either yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, I agree with that. And it doesn't just yeah doesn't take away from how you felt because maybe you miscarried earlier than someone that was, you yeah. know, much more pregnant. Or everyone's situations are different. Different and people also don't talk about miscarriage no, enough. I no. find because I remember I certainly didn't feel comfortable just saying to someone oh, mm. I had a miscarriage. Mm. But, you know, I was really struggling at the time and you can feel really isolated because you mm. feel like no one is understanding how you're feeling. So mm. to be able to share my story, I hope that that will also encourage other people who, if they do experience something similar, that they know how important it is to, you know, get support from the people that are close to you. Yeah, to well, we talked you get about through that, that time. didn't we? You made a good point about that, like, you know, to consider your reactions to people that have suffered something like that. And yeah don't shy away from it because you feel uncomfortable, you yeah. know, be the bigger person, show some support, ask the hard question because it's going to bring comfort to the person suffering. And that the worst thing that you can do, I think, is sort of shy away and awkwardly not address it. No, I'm so um, proud of you for sharing that story and I want to thank you for, for sharing it as well because we did get some beautiful feedback. We had a heap of other people thanking you for sharing it and I hope that that gave you some reassurance that it was worth sharing yeah. just by hearing feedback from people. Um, I like how you mentioned that, you know, during that episode you, you talked about how it affected your relationship because that was one of my other favourite episodes where we talk about relationships and I think that we should definitely explore that further in season two because there's so much to be said. I cannot tell you how much I think about how having children affects your relationship. There is so much to discuss mm. with this. And as you said, we have done an episode, but mm. there's still so much more and it changes all the time. That's you and I talk about this like on a daily basis almost. Seriously. About little things that happen or yeah. little comments that are made. Or And by talking – 
with you about these things and with other friends about these things, I find it so comforting because I'm like, oh, my God, your argument that you're telling me that you had with your partner sounds exactly like the argument that I had. And I'm like, that makes me feel better because we're not the only ones going through a bit of a tough stage or a bit of a tough time or a disagreement or something. So, yeah, I think there's so much more to talk about in that sense and we should definitely dive deep into that a bit further this season because it's just the one thing that changes so dramatically but you never really consider it beforehand. Yeah, it's something that I suppose before you have a baby you're really thinking about what your labour is going to be like, Mm. what your feeding journey is going to be like, what your child's going to be like as they get older, how you're going to feel as a mum or or you're – or everyone just says to you, oh, you're going to be so tired. So you're mm. thinking about how much sleep you're going to lose, all these things. But mm. I don't think that it ever crossed my mind like, I wonder how our relationship, relationship will change. change. I know. Doesn't, so, does it? And whether you like it or not, and I mean I'm not someone to tell anyone how things are or how to do things, it's going to change. Yeah. In, good, in amazing ways. Yeah. And in some challenging ways too, but it's mm. going to change. So there's so much to discuss. Mm. Moving on though. Another one of our episodes was with the incredible Sass Lyon, mm. her opening up about her son Jasper. Mm. She is such a resilient woman. Like mm. I just found that episode so not only touching but really inspiring and I'm just in awe of her. her. You know what I found most inspiring about her is that, you know, we have our day-to-day struggles as parents and that might be that, you know, the Kids are making a mess. They've spilt this. They've thrown they up. They're sick. They missed a nap. They're tired. They're cranky. The house is a mess. The house is a mess. It's hard to get out the door. But her approach was like the same as ours, for example, but her day-to-day was so different and she has multiple moments a day even where her son is at risk of potentially dying Yeah, and that's her day-to-day. It's normal for her to be and in that's hospital her every other week. and Yeah. And she was so positive about it and just so pragmatic, just kind of this is how it is. And even sh- I think she was sort of saying to us, you know, don't discredit your day-to-day just because mine is so different. And that would make her then feel isolated yeah. because she's saying a lot of people would tend to kind of shy away because they don't mm. know what to say or they yeah. don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And then also – she doesn't want her friends or family to feel like they can't ever say, oh, mm. I've had a really hard day yeah. because of the baby didn't sleep or mm. something in comparison to what she's going through is mm. small time. But she doesn't want people to not share those things with her. She mm. wants to feel a part of mm. normal life, as she should. And yep. anyway, she's incredible and she's doing an amazing job. She's an amazing mum. Yeah, she's so. amazing, truly inspiring and um yeah, we had some amazing feedback from that too. It was actually one of our most popular popular listened to episodes and f- for good reason. She has an amazing story to share. But thank you, Sass, if yeah, you're listening thanks, to Sass. this. <laughs> what thank a- you for sharing your story and for being so vulnerable and open. She actually said to us afterwards that she hadn't shared a lot of that yep. before for those reasons that you were just saying. But she did an amazing job of just totally opening up. And We're so grateful. She's amazing. What about midwife Kat? She was love fun. Her. I loved that episode. Yeah, love that episode. Um, She's always got so much great reassuring advice. I loved talking to her. Well, you and I also discussed a lot about, you know, parent shaming. Mm, stigmas attached with 
feeding your baby and all that bullshit you have to navigate your way through on top of everything else that comes along with a baby. I know. So it was lovely to chat to Kath about that. I think we should get her on again. Yes. There's so much more we can discuss with her. So She's a more. wealth of knowledge and we can talk. I'd love to talk about toddlers and younger kids, mm. as, like, you know, older kids as well, but yep. that kind of un- still like under five bracket, but yep. not a baby, not yep. a little toddler, but not not a child yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. yet. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of unknown. Well, there certainly is with me. There's a lot of unknowns about that stage yes. for me. Uh, You're going through I'm, it with I'm like one of the, yours. I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. My little wild child, Lulu. Yeah. Oh, she's so much fun, but like she is a full blown toddler. Hands in everything, questions <laughs> everything, talking she nonstop. She was yelling at herself, looking at herself in the mirror the other day. Like she thought it was another little girl. It's like, <laughs> do you reckon she actually did? Or do you reckon she? Oh, probably not, but it was hysterical. Yeah. Like so I wish, funny. I feel grateful that I was actually being in the moment and kind yeah. of having a laugh and actually noticed it happening. Mm. But I kind of wish I got it on camera so yeah. I could have the, that memory, memory on my phone. Yeah. What but was I'm, she doing? Oh, she was just like, no, I won't. You stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're talking yourself to off. yourself. She's like, no, that is mine. <laughs> because at that age, everything is theirs. They just yep. think everything is theirs, mine, you know. Mm. So we're very much in that kind of yep. that stage. Yeah. So cute. So, so funny. So funny. So I feel like we've probably waffled on enough. I don't know. How about you? Got anything else to uh, add, my dear? No, but I've loved I've loved these past few months and mm. I've loved doing this project together and it's been great learning so much, as I, we said at the start, not just about each other but about our different guests. Also just having this time together to be able to share our thoughts on things and find comfort in things that we have in common. Mm-hmm. Pardon mm-hmm. the pun. Is that what you say? <laughs> Chalk and cheese, is that a word? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my um, favourite comments from season one. We're very much into the thick of planning for season two already, so mm-hmm. we cannot wait to kind of really get into that. It's been so amazing. Such an amazing experience so far. Like we've learned so much and we hope you guys have learned some little things along the way as well. And, yeah, I know we said it at the start, like, you know, please reach out, please connect, DM us on Instagram, join our Facebook discussion group, review us on your podcast apps, like whatever it is, please reach out. We want to hear from you. We want to connect with you and we want to share and learn along together. Absolutely. And that is a wrap on season one. We hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We've got some super exciting stuff already in the works for next season. We've already reached out to some amazing guests to talk to. I'm so excited, actually, about some of our guests. Should we give a spill? No, 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 we won't. No, we're not giving a spill. It won't be long. We're only going to have a couple of weeks break. And Um, then we'll be back in your ears. Yeah. You know, it'll be much more of an extension of season one with some amazing new guests some awesome topics and diving even deeper into some of the topics that we just scratched the surface on from season one so thank you for listening everybody thank you guys see you soon see you soon bye bye that's it for today make sure you head to incommonprojects.com.au for the show notes hit subscribe and follow us on instagram at talking in common and as always thanks for listening